0: You're listening to the Slavic Literature Pod, your shelf-help guide to all things Slavic. I'm Cameron Lolana
1: And I'm Mac Garasimovich.
0: And today we are covering part one, chapter seven of Asili Grossman's life and fate shifting our pretension over from the uh, Nazi prison camps over to Battlefront Stalingrad uh not the name of this book but you know the topic the actual war which the the book stalingrad that Vasily Grisman also wrote did not cover despite being titled stalingrad um yeah
1: he, <laughs> he yeah it was kind of a bit of a rug pull on that one
0: yeah yeah maybe the greatest rug pull of his life
1: i think it was a rug pull because that they had to change the title in the u.s edition i assume or the english edition probably so that it could appeal to like the uh military world war ii history buff dads <laughs> and then they actually had to read a really quite detailed analysis about things (laughs) leading to the battle and then not display it.
0: Well, you know, I think as I recall, we named Stalingrad, but when there was backlash against it in the publishing stage, they changed it to for a just cause. The the, the gist of the the backlash is basically, you know, what right have you to write, you know, a book called Stalingrad, which of course he was there. So he kind of had every right. He was there for months, uh, but he was not particularly in favor, um, uh, at that point in time, but the the book was quite popular initially. I, I, I don't know. I can't say this for certain, but the suggestion is that Stalin personally didn't like it, and that tamped down a lot of the initial excitement and led to kind of a wave of backlash against him. Uh, since there are a lot of people who are initial supporters who very quickly turned around to write, write critical articles. But we'll talk about. Well, we did talk about that actually in our Stalin grad series. If you want to hear about that. Um I won't link the exact episode because I don't remember and just look-
1: those numbers. We won't link it. You have to find it. It's in one of ten <laughs> yeah. episodes.
0: You search. Yeah, not- <laughs> um anyway, so is there anywhere you want to start today?
1: Yes, I did. There is a I, I kinda wanted to start towards the end, but I'll kind of work my way there a little bit because this is kind of the the waiting around chapter. Right. It's an, an interesting one in the sense that when you're reading a book about a war, you think that they're, they're going to focus on the high action, the battles, triumphs, things like that. But Grossman, instead, at least here in this part, is electing to show us the sort of that sort of anxious moment before, where you know at any moment fighting could break out, but it, it's not at this moment, and so. The soldiers that are kind of have lost communication with the rest of the troops, they kind of can't let themselves sit still. They're just, they're always kind of trying to stay busy doing something just so that there is not that, I don't know, that silence. Maybe so you're not thinking about it. There's any number of legitimate reasons, right? But what kind of struck me was the um, contrast between what I would say are the sort of artificial noises of the the war room, the war effort, the uh, people copying dispatches, the motors humming, the orders being tapped out in Morse code, there's, uh, I don't know, typewriters, what, whatever there is going on. And then right at the end of the chapter it's talking about kind of burying the dead for their eternal rest on the first line of their eternal rest, and they're kind of just sharing the space next to their their comrades that are shaving, eating bread, drinking tea, um but you have this really sort of sad solemn silence but not not completely not yet you know it will be eventually but right now you just have this almost artificial hum of you know the sort of war effort and it's kind of just a i don't know it's a sad and very solemn image that's kind of composed here
0: yeah for sure it's it's a tough one i mean i know it's tough to come here from the camps and, and also but right i mean Every level from starting from the officers who are cut off from their troops, they're on the opposite bank. Um, Stalingrad itself is the, the terms to know here. If you read the daily, uh, our daily post, you know that the, the left bank is where the reserves are. That's the side of as part uh, aside from Stalingrad, your artillery reserves, whatever. And the right bank is where the actual fighting is. So these commanders are separated from their troops. And um, I, that's something that I, I made this point in our Discord today. And uh, Matt's already pushed back on it. So he he can, can provide a succinct rebuttal. He's already planned it but i from my view right we know at least i think as robert chandler mentioned to us um grossman has wrote at some point that the only book he could read during the war was war and peace and you can see i think a lot of philosophical continuations modified from war and peace in stalingrad and uh i'm possibly here i'm not going to die on the sale that this is what grossman meant when he was writing this chapter but uh the the officers being cut off from the troops um, May possibly a continuation of Grossman, uh, Christmas, of uh, Tolstoy's uh, kind of argumentation for how you know we think about the our generals and our officer class are the ones who direct battles. When in reality, it's actually just the day, the moment to moment, personal decisions being driven by every individual soldier, which basically decide the outcome. Whereas these officers are, um, you know, giving orders, cut off, and not really knowing what's going on, and, and minutes or hours behind, truly understanding the battle. Um, now, this has to be kind of created because uh, the problems that Tolstoy is describing are kind of uh, solved by radio uh, to some degree, but you know are then recreated by the fact that radio is cut off here. And I, you know, for sure, when you're reading Grossman's work, I think in a lot of ways you kind of you'll see someone like under I think reflecting Tolstoy's worldview, but also modulated through the fact that you know Grossman it had a lot more, I will say, firsthand experience of life in general and how a lot of these things work that that Tolstoy didn't exactly have. So he kind of provides like a, a, you know a similar similar argumentation but usually tamped down quite a bit and and how broad reaching they are to be a lot more specific and i i would assume a lot more pulled from his own experiences
1: yeah i think the the way the generals are depicted are not quite as uh ridiculous as tolstoy depicted them in war and peace i think that they're pretty i don't know they seem very sort of r- realistic to me the i would say I say the, the there's not as much uh, room between the officer class and the rest of the army. Um, they're kind of all I don't know. They're all doing the same like mundane tasks throughout this. They're not sitting there trying to plan their grand counteroffensive right now. They're just, you know, they're shaving. They're repairing their cigarette lighters. They're just doing these kind of very small minute things that almost don't seem to be in the same. Like, they almost seem like they shouldn't be in this book. Yeah. Seems like why? Why? Why is this a detail that you felt was so important to include? But clearly, you know he does because these are the things that he notices. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, with so many war books, um, I'm thinking specifically here of, of Victor um, Nekrasov's book Frontline Stalingrad. When you're talking about the battles, tends to be with like frontline soldiers or focusing on on the war parts more so. Uh, Nekrasov's example. I mean, he's not only talking about the war; he also has quiet moments of waiting. But for the large part, you're. It's kind of like driven by. Uh, moment to moment like okay what are we gonna do here where are we going what's our job uh or are, are waiting for orders uh you know it's it's a bit more maybe a bit less prosaic right i mean install in, in frontline line stalingrad for example and earlier the book they're in stalingrad waiting for orders but they're still like hanging out with you know uh, pretty girls and doing all these things and you know and grossman here in the front even in the front line even so close to combat some of the most intense combat of the war you still have you know officers going through true TDM truly nothing to do without anyone to give orders to to a, a degree yeah I, i'm not certain i've really seen another highlight as much another war fiction although i would say like the broad point of um you know you know war is whatever five minutes of, of chilling excitement and then you know hours or days of, of tedium is maybe not the most incisive point to a modern reader but i would say at this point in time if you look at similar similar novels or especially the fiction i read about the war written from that own time period definitely uh uh, <laughs> you know, something to pay attention to.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I actually did have Frontline Stalingrad marked on the start of this chapter. I was thinking kind of along the same lines as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so if you're looking for even another book to read on top of everything else Grossman's wrote, you should go read Victor Nekrasov's Frontline Stalingrad. Yeah.
1: Well, good luck finding it, though. It was difficult <laughs> to get translated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I. I. The copy I have is old and i feel for bad for treating it as badly as i have it's gotten knocked right out of my bag it might i might have it in my bag actually right now not because <laughs> i planned this just because it's been in there for so long but anyway there you he go he stays on brand <laughs> um yeah is there anything else you wanted to cover for this this episode
1: no i'm i'm good on this one i just wanted to make a quick note on the pacing of the novel uh, just you know pay attention to it because it's going to start to do some things we had short kind of consistent chapters and now we're going to get to some really you know next one'll be really short and then we're going to start lengthening and just you'll see as we continue to go through this how did how Grossman kind of deliberately plays with the pace
0: absolutely well excited to get to that but for now you will hear from us again tomorrow hey, 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 hey.